welcome to Life of the Brand. We have a very special guest today, Eric Mayhall of the editor-in-chief of Electronic Dance Music Sauce, EDM Sauce for short. It's one of the largest independent news sources for electronic dance mu music, humor, and technology news. Um, so we're excited to talk to him about how he grew this following from zero to Facebook likes around 222,000. About a quarter of a mil. Pretty impressive stuff. Um, so Eric, how did EDM Sauce get started? Oh, wow. It was probably back in uh, 2012 now. Um, a community of people met on an online platform called Turntable, which was basically just fans of electronic music kind of teaming up and playing the music that they liked and sharing it. And the founder of the site, uh, Stephen Jacobs, said, you know, hey, there's a, there's a huge gap in the market for good, reliable news and content with electronic music. And this was before the big explosion of popularity that happened over the last few years. So he started the site, and soon after, I started blogging for him. And, um, you know, from moving forward, we started to implement uh, a couple different social strategies, as well as, uh, you know, later in time, uh, some SEO strategies, and things just kind of developed from there. Okay, very cool. Cool. So I'm a social guy. I, I came into the business right when organic was the big thing, mm -hmm. before they had all the paid media. How, how have you fought through the through the noise as it's just become a more and more it's almost like Times Square now mm -hmm. the way the way social media advertising works and you guys built this site off organic traffic and to me that's just crazy because I, you know I, I just don't see how you can build off organic traffic now but obviously what you did work because you're sitting at I'm gonna say the exact number 222,899 people so let's just go ahead and get one more like guys so we can get that up to 229 <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, but how, how did you grow it organically? I mean, a lot of people these days won't understand that, but organic, it was a thing before paid. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so step into a little detail on uh, the organic side of, of, of creating this business. Yeah, it was a really interesting opportunity coming in right before the kind of the big explosion in popularity with electronic music. I think around 2013 we started to hear a lot more DJs start to make the airwaves. Artists like Afrojack were heard as well as Calvin Harris who had some high profile collaborations. Right. So we got really lucky starting to write about something that was about to really blow up in the mainstream conscience. But using social media, I mean, it's really about staying ahead of the curve, you know, because Facebook's gonna continually change those algorithms and there's steps that you can take to make things more engaging for your audience. You know, we make sure to have a lot of rich video content or just kind of some call to actions in our posts. And that way, you know, people will interact with them as well as share them with their friends and continue um, to, you know, follow us as a site. Um, the big thing is, is also, you know, clickbait is this word that's thrown around and has a seriously negative connotation. Cut to ghost pepper. Yeah, Go exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, now I watched that. Yeah. God bless y'all. Um, God bless my a-hole. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it has a really negative connotation. And while we don't believe in using titles that are actually inaccurate or have false information, you know, you don't want to put everything up front. You want to have some sort of organic click-through right. rate. So you got to leave a little bit of mystery. Whether that means we don't put, you know, the artist's name in the title, in the social title, or the song name that they're releasing in the social title. It gives the uh, viewer or the reader incentive to kind of click through. And just doing some of those techniques 
techniques beginning, like you said, before the big push of paid media and or the death of organic reach right. um, helped us. You know, we're getting several several million uh, viewers a year now, and things are going better than they ever have, and we're poised to continue to grow in 2018. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I just as I as I look at it more and more, it's it's amazing to me that you guys. You said number two in the world. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And, you know, I I was in college in Boulder, Colorado when dubstep took over. Yeah, and it was a huge movement there. Mm -hmm. Slacklining. Yeah, I don't know. Dreadlocks were yeah. already there, but we call them wooks. Wooks. Yeah, like wookies. Uh huh. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. I don't like Star Wars, but I yeah. get the reference. Yeah. Um, but. It's amazing to me that, that you guys are still relevant in the market uh, just because it's kind of died down. I know Skrillex was one of the first EDM guys to get um, a, a Grammy bid other mm -hmm. than Daft Punk, I yeah. would say. But, um, he, you know, Skrillex and Bass Nectar and all those guys kind of took it mm -hmm. to a next step and, and built this. But I, I don't, how are you guys staying relevant? How are you keeping – I mean, is it is it more of a niche underground – community than, than what most people see because I you know I almost forgot about it until I started talking to you again about yeah. your, your site and how are you guys staying relevant? The one amazing thing about the electronic music industry and community as a whole is it's very, very tight-knit. Right. Um, overall, you know, we have a really core group of readers who will continue to come back and, um, you know, continually check the site. But where it, you know, becomes important is not only just kind of giving dry reporting on news, you know, just general new releases, but also making, you know, fun, engaging things for our readership, where that that be polls, you know, things that they can participate in and create their own rankings using some widgets on the site. Um, another thing is having a lot of engaging content with um, Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube and other platforms. So it gives people a reason to kind of continue to check. We're curating a lot of playlists right now, and that's a huge push that we're doing because people are lazy. You know, they want you to do the work for them. And if we can compile the best new music that's coming out, then boom, you know, they have a reason to visit the site. Right, and then your your yeah. site is literally just a feed of everything they want. So mm -hmm. they, I mean, they could sit on there for hours. And when, when I was, not growing up, but coming into the music scene mm -hmm. in my early 20s, it was all about um, this song is sick and yeah. uh, some, some other scrolling sites where I could go and just play songs mm -hmm. and go and go and go and go and download and then exactly. add to my iTunes library. Um, but now you got places like Spotify and mm -hmm. SoundCloud. How... How has that influenced yeah. the type of content you have? Do you guys use Reddit? I'm, I'm assuming all that, that comes into play, but... Yeah, definitely. You know, Reddit is an incredible, incredible community for us. Um, we utilize them in many ways. You know, many times they're the group that actually the group of people that actually break the news that we're able to then report on. We work mm -hmm. closely with the moderators of a lot of different subreddits. Um, but, you know, as a as a big thing right now, it's all about Spotify playlist curation. Yeah. You know, artists want to be featured on playlists that have a lot of followers, right. and because of our large audience, we're able to build, you know, a big following on Spotify. So then artists will be sending us promo material in hopes of getting sampled on our playlists. Right. So that, in turn, is kind of like this great symbiotic relationship between artists, the community, and us and as a media. And it's cool how that role is almost reversed, where when you guys were just starting, I'm sure you were trying to get in their exactly. ears, and right. now they're trying to get in with you, and mm -hmm. I bet that's a pretty cool feeling. Um, yeah. And that, you know, as marketers, that's something we, we have to learn how to do, mm -hmm. is we have these new products that come about, and we have to find places to promote them, and, and you guys have kind of created that 
that medium for, okay, now that we've already generated enough buzz around us, mm-hmm. let's gener- use our equity to generate buzz around others. And, exactly. You know, almost build mm-hmm. your own brand of we're the place you come to see and you come to listen and this is where you're going to find, you know, you guys are like the Rolling Stone of um, EDM music. Yeah, we were integral in, you know, the starting, the Chainsmokers used to send us their demos way back in the day before yeah. they blew up. Uh, one of one of our old writers who started at the ground floor of the site now manages Kygo. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we have a lot of kind of just deep experience with electronic music artists, and that's one of the most rewarding things is being able to use this platform to help support an artist that actually truly deserves it and see them get super popular, yeah. you know. Um, when you talk about building the site and, and from nothing, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you give for someone that's, that's maybe looking to start up something that they're passionate about, whether it's something music related, mm-hmm. film related? Give us a little bit of take uh, of your experience on how, how to develop something like that or what tips you might have. The biggest thing when wanting to start um, you know, a website or a blog is you, you cannot be scared of content creation. Yeah. You know, I think if you... If I look on the back end of EDM Sauce, we probably have over 25,000 posts. And so, it, and that's, you know, over several years, but every single day, you know, I wake up in the morning and I check, yeah. you know, all the sources. I make sure I get the news that's breaking throughout the day. I set up Google Alerts. You know, it's not, it's a labor of love, but you need to, you know, really stay on top of the news cycle. And you need to be quick to report things, quick to get it onto social media, use the proper search engine optimization techniques, um, you know, uh, work with local artists, work with local publicists. Try to get, you know, work with uh, people who are just starting and try to develop relationships because especially in the music industry, you really don't know when somebody's going to blow up or get... Um, right. You know a lot of attention on them and if you can be related to them in some capacity then that's just going to help your brand exponentially yeah uh give us an idea a little bit of of what your staff looks like i know mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a website and it's kind of hard to go behind the scenes um yeah. but and what give us an idea of how many people you work with yeah. and 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 if you want to be a writer uh-huh what <laughs> what can you do next um right now we have about 30 to 40 writers at any given time, um, internationally based, and usually they come on because they just have a ton of passion about electronic music. They love attending these events, they love attending music festivals, and in exchange for writing for us, you know, they're able to attend these events that they're going to anyway for free, be able to meet their favorite artists and get in, in touch with them. And if you want to write for sites like this, the biggest thing is just reaching out and starting a point of contact. Yeah. People, you know, are amazed at how accessible we really are if you want to write for us as long as you you know have some knowledge about the industry and know you know GSP to a degree then you should be absolutely fine so just reaching out and starting a conversation is the biggest step for any site and you might be surprised at what you find so I I actually I come from a content creation and content marketing background Mm -hmm. Um, talk a little bit about how user generate how important user generated content Mm -hmm. is because again you know, you're one person. You can yeah. you can you know maybe crank out ten blogs a day mm-hmm. on a good day. Um, yeah. How how obviously integral is that? But what 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 drives that? I mean, these people are basically um, the public creating content for the public. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, go into a little detail on: Are you planning on bringing on a staff full time, or, or are you just user generate content? That's that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, and. Uh, 
you know, that's the big step moving forward is obviously we want to continue to, you know, be able to provide the public with the best media source possible. And that means probably having more writers who are dedicated to the news cycle, some who are dedicated to new music, some who are just into oddities and weird stories. You know, where we get um, a lot of attention is just by going viral with funny stories or weird, you know, things you wouldn't expect to see on the internet. Right. Just kind of pulling, you know, funny tidbits from Reddit or just something. giving the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, oh, this girlfriend broke out with her boyfriend in a Spotify playlist or something. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. this guy banned that another DJ. That was a secret, Eric. I told you that in a secret. <laughs> well, <laughs> now it's yeah. public, yeah. Um, but, uh... Or, you know, it's like this DJ banned some other DJ's logos from his show. <laughs> DJ like, beef. Yeah, exactly. It's like Tupac and Biggie. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate, but Twitter beef is a huge yeah. thing. People love, you know, and they they, they hate to admit it, but they love it so much. So you got you kind of got to give the people what they want. And, you know, in some aspect, it sounds a little crazy, but you have to know what they want. The even if they drive don't. it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the reason these things succeed. Mm-hmm. Well, hey man, I want to appreciate you coming yeah, on. Yeah, thank you. Definitely, we'll definitely have some more conversations with you in the future. You're a yeah, local, and exactly, uh, we've known each other for a while. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. check guys, out. Eric Mayhall, edmsauce.com. It is the bomb.com. <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.